Hi, right, welcome to Movie Issues Podcast. I'm Don, here with my friend Leland, and my lovely wife, Lauren. Hey, everybody. How are you today? No one's ever done an intro but me. It's a little weird. <laughs> I've always wanted to do one. Yay for you. <laughs> Wait, we didn't just start, did we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Oh, and you, did, okay. and, and you did your little Texas voice or okay, whatever that was. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's Leland Movie Issues. I'm here with Don, my co-host, and his lovely wife, Lauren, is joining us this evening. Hello. Your virgin voice. Okay. Uh, we, we put a V on your head and everything. Oh, yeah. So I, um, as usual, come up to your home in the Los Angeles area. Yes, welcome. And this weekend was WonderCon, so we nerded out all weekend, and then we played D&D all weekend, because that's how it is, and then we decided to watch a fantasy film, Um, and not the D&D movie, because one, it's awful, and two, we've already done it on the podcast. So, I suggested The Seventh Son, you both looked at me and said, what is that? Correct. And then I said, oh, it's this Jeff Bridges movie. And you were like, done. Yep. <laughs> so. And then I said, Julianne Moore. And you were like, oh, I like her. <laughs> pretty. So, pretty. thus, The Seventh Son. Yeah. Uh, so, it's this movie that's based on a book series of like 13 books. I've read half of one. Hmm. Not because it's bad. I just keep falling asleep. Mm. Not because it's bad. Okay. Is it a little uh, slow reading? No. Who's I, the author? Do we know? I didn't write it down. Ah, damn. Because <laughs> it's not called Book Issues. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I've, uh, do you find as you get older that you have a hard time reading? Like, the staying? I, well, I've always had a, a bit of difficulty reading. and um, But fantasy books were the ones that uh, made me a reader. Okay. You know, back in the day, it was things like, uh, uh, which we were talking about earlier. The, the Shannara stuff. The Shannara right. series. It was mm-hmm. one of the very first series I read way back in the day. and and enjoyed them, but uh, you know, it, it is that kind of Dungeons Dragons fantasy that allowed me to uh, to expand my what reading. Do experience. you have trouble keeping attention span during reading as you get older? No, but if I don't get it, if I don't get captured in the first, say, 50? fifteen pages oh, 50. of a book, oh, you go fifteen, fifteen pages of a book. <laughs> if I can't imagine the the universe or right. the the area, then I then I can't do it. Can't follow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, even some comic books now, and they're only like thirty eight pages long. Right. I get to like page fifteen. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> which. Maybe that's that's a problem. I should look into that. <laughs> <That's a problem>. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't stay awake long enough to read. I've been reading a Star Trek novella, 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 novella. I've been reading that for six weeks now. Wow. It's only a hundred and forty pages. Do you keep restarting it? Or no, do you... I just fall asleep, fall asleep during the pe- the reading, and then mm. maybe I shouldn't read in bed. Have you tried reading in the morning? I've, tried, I've heard people wake up in the morning and like, you know. No, it's fair. I'll give it a shot. Because then you're awake as opposed no, to reading at night. Got, and got the coffee. Fall asleep, yeah. right? No, I read in bed, which is, you know, probably not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll do it. Yes. <laughs> right up. But anyway, Seventh Son, uh, it, it's this fantasy, definitely fantasy film with dungeons and dragons and it, witchcraft. And... It is everything you'd want it to be in a Dungeons and Dragons movie, <laughs> in my opinion. This movie had a lot of problems. It was one of those Warner Brothers combined with Legendary, couldn't get distribution, mm-hmm. so then they Warner Brothers and Legendary parted ways, and then Universal. Like It was supposed to come out in February 2013, so oh. it filmed probably 2011, 2012. Right. Then it was supposed to come out August 2013. Then got pushed to October 2013, November 2013, oh, wow. January 2014, and then finally came out February 2015. Wow. That's wow. seven, like six to seven changes. Yeah, that's, that's not big, good. That's some big test screenings, yeah. big edits, and maybe, I remember maybe up against other re- big releases yes. at the time. I remember seeing the trailer for it like way back in right. the day, and I was just like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And then Ghost Town, nothing. And then finally, it opened up, and me and my dad went and saw it, and we both enjoyed it. I like, like, it had a dragon. I don't give a fuck. Mm. So yeah, multiple yeah. dragons, <laughs> you know, which isn't dragons, but so. yeah, uh, Julianne Moore. Uh, you know what, what's his name? The dude. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. I was like, you know, I wrote JB and I forgot who I wrote. <laughs> uh, Oscar winner, Alicia Vikander, who won for the Danish girl this last Oscars. Correct. 
correct. Have you seen that yet? I have not. No, I heard it's fantastic, no. but it's yeah, it was on my list, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I tried to I, get all the other movies. You know, honestly, I just didn't want to be sad. Yeah, it I just haven't seen sad. her in anything I haven't liked her in, though. Oh, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Uh, Ex Machina and the um, the Guy Ritchie flick with Superman and the Lone Ranger, the '60s movie, Man from Uncle. Oh, right. Yeah, it was oh, her right, in that in too. That. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Olivia Williams, who you kept going, I know who that is. She's so familiar. Though. She is one of those yeah. familiar faces. Which you finally told us she was the Rushmore lady, which I Correct. totally forgot. And the wife in The Sixth Sense, I think. That's, yeah, I didn't remember that, yeah. but I totally believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jaiman Hansu, who I'll watch anything that dude's in. Yeah, he's yeah. badass. He, really has he made that. He kind of made the movie for me. <laughs> and then some German model. <laughs> and yeah. And... and Antigues, Antige, Trave. Probably. I'm yeah. just gonna let you. You do know that. what? It's she was uh, Fiora in Man of Steel. She was really right. pretty. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Really, yeah. Terrible actress. Yes. I liked her accent though. It, it, sure. If if you know, I she should like, definitely get the call for bitch Nazi woman in next World War II. Her, yeah, her yeah. line of dialogue that was more than ten words. You'd be like, and acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a real kind of very fantasy tropey story and mm-hmm. film. Uh, uh, Master Gregory is uh, Jeff Bridges is seeking the new seventh son of a seventh son to take on this journey to be his apprentice because he is basically the paladin of the. Uh, realm to fight off the things that go bump in the night that the religious order will have nothing to do with. So he finds Ben Barnes because his previous apprentice, yeah, uh, what, what's his name, Kit, uh, John Snow, Kit John Her- Snow, Kit Harrington, <laughs> who's, who's like and Kit Harrington. I was all excited <laughs> that he was in it, and he dies in the which movie. is I would assume <laughs> probably right after season one or two of Correct. Game of He's Thrones. He's very young. Yeah. So at the time, was Ben Barnes more well known that they thought not Kit Harrington to be the the main apprentice? Yes, probably. Wow. Okay. Imagine if that had been flipped. Yeah, Ben Barnes has done a few things. He was Prince Caspian in the Narnia movies. Got it. Okay. Um, what's that famous literary f- story by um, Oscar Wilde about the painting, the old man who's living forever? We watched Penny Dreadful. He's Oh, 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 yes. Oh, good. Damn it. Killing me. Killing me. The, the guy that goes and looks at himself and the thing. We all know who we're talking about. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a super famous. Dorian Gray. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, he Dorian Gray. He, thank they, you. Oh, thank you for chiming in. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, he played in the Dorian Gray movie with Colin Firth a couple years ago. Like, he's talented. Oh, okay. Um, I was reading online, they offered the role to. Sam Coughlin, who is in the Hunger Games series. Oh. Uh, but apparently that didn't work out. Mm. So, hey, whatever. Yeah, but hindsight. But yes, they hindsight, could yeah. Put, put Kit Harrington into the lead here. Now. Instead of Ben Barnes. But right. then again, Kit Harrington did... Uh, he led the Pompeii movie. So, Oh, you that's know, right. That didn't do... You know, yeah. so Kit Harrington, as far as a U.S. box office, yeah, yeah. not doing great at that time, I think now... That now you know, because better, the yeah. Jon Snow thing is really right. taking hold. Yeah, but he's funny. kicks ass over in BBC though. Yeah. Like he has this MI five series and movies, he's like a spy and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I've not seen it, but I hear it's really good. Yeah. But anyway, so it's you know, uh, what's his name? Um the dude. It's gotta like, you know, go <laughs> get his, his apprentice <laughs> and Mother Malkin is is Jennifer Jennifer. Julian Moore is this uh they used to be lovers and he imprisoned her in a big tomb in the ground for like, I don't know, probably 30, 40 years, you have yeah. to imagine, because he was really young in the flashback, and she breaks out because of the blood moon. Correct. Once a century? Yeah, once a century, the blood moon, where all witches can become more powerful due to a lunar cycle and take over the world. Well, the behind the scenes, they talked about they yeah. reinvented the witch so they become more and bigger, better things. So they, in this one, they become... Dragons. Yeah, well, I like that. To morph into kind of, and I, yeah, it was kind of an interesting take on it. What I like most about the movie, and we were looking, what we were watching the making of, is they do the, they did research into different countries of origin for like warlocks and witches, like what makes yeah. these, you know, Monster so we had and stuff. the African witch, the Amazon, Transylvanian, Indian, Indian, yeah. Yeah. and uh, Russian, the the bear, you know, right. and I like that they all kind of had a. You know, an yeah, animal of changing oh, kind yeah. of thing. Absolutely. 
I thought the special effects were fun and good for this particular kind of thing. They're not like Star Wars level, Correct. but they're not television level, Correct. so they're kind of nice in the middle. The green screens were a little hit and miss, I guess, depending yeah. on what was going on. Yeah. The practical I've... makeup and stuff. Of well, that was all great. Were, yeah, were, the, were the troll, orc, tusk, whatever he was. You yeah. made a statement up front in the movie that I thought was very interesting, and I didn't notice it when I saw it in the theater. And when you know, I mean, I've watched this before, so it's you know not like I waited till today. But you made a statement that there was a weird haze. Like the everybody was glowing, like there was a weird yeah, like filter. a little ethereal, like almost like yeah, like when they, in Lord of the Rings when they go to like the elf realm, yeah. it's all very hazy. Now because my eyes are shit. Mm. Now did that stay through the whole movie or just when we were really dealing with the witch stuff? Like when we cut to Julianne Moore, was she all ethereal and glowy? But when we'd go like back to town with Jeff Bridges, it was normal. To me, it was there more. It was more of a kind of a haloing effect of the green screen. Okay, you know, it's just just not. Well, not it, she, it could I, have been in the so, scene that I was referring to. I didn't notice if it was a heavy right. green so screen. So that happens. That happens mostly when the the practical lighting doesn't match the visual effects. Right. Lighting. And so in this case, uh, they had two cinematographers. They had a practical cinematographer on set during right. the shoot and then they had a visual effects cinematographer whose uh, name is familiar. Uh, Dextra, is that what you're talking yes. about? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so maybe it could have matched a little better to get rid of that kind of stuff. I think it, and again, I did, that goes to budget. And right. I didn't notice, it, it didn't seem to me to be a certain place because if I remember what I was seeing, it was they were going into a bar and I didn't remember seeing it when they yeah. were, as an example, in the woods but then when they kind of ended up jumping off into the water, it looked a little hazy again. So I, I don't think it, there was a specific theme okay. of the haze. I, I do like that you said it did look like they went to like the elven portions yeah. of Lord of the Rings. We're mm -hmm. like, it's almost kind of like um, visual effects photoshopping on women when the women may be not want to look older. You know, like it's almost kind of like putting the fog filter on Civil Shepherd, yeah. Yeah, where everyone glows except, or no, she glows like a fucking candle, but everybody else looks normal. Well, and they did yeah. do that in the scene where she, well, I don't want to, I'll jump, but the scene where oh, she's so. pulling him closer and closer, yeah. and he's, you're seeing what he's seeing, and she is kind of whitewashed and very yeah. young looking, and then you cut to reality, and she's a little older. Yeah. So they used it in some parts, I, well, and was, then in other parts, it, I think to John's point, it was a little bit of a budget yeah. constraint. Oh, what I was going to say, I don't think it was awful. Like, I don't think it was so jarring to the eye that it, like, pulls you out of the movie, or do you disagree, maybe? That's, I think, think in, in, maybe that's what in you were trying to figure at. out what I don't like about the movie. I love the storyline. I thought the characters were great. I think my thing is the, some of the special effects. I wish it had more budget. That's fair. I feel like I would have liked it better if it, it had more yeah, budget. Yeah, it had a $95 million budget, but it only made 114 Ouch. Yeah, this was wildly panned. Like, it, it's got, I think, like a 30 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But I don't understand why. Like, I mean, maybe it's just... It's clearly a fantasy film with a three-act structure that hits all the beats. I mean, yeah. it's even got cheesy lines. Maybe that was it. They just thought the writing was bad. But I don't know. If I go to a fantasy film, I can't all expect them to be Lord of the Rings. So I kind of like it. No, and I get, like I said, I think it covered, if, if you're a fan of that realm, the Dungeons and Dragons realm, and it hit everything you needed it to have. You know, yeah. It had good battles with... With different creatures, it had dragons, it had witches, it had Julian Moore turned into a dragon. Yeah, you had yeah. me my money, <laughs> and the, and that whole morphing, the morphing effects of that doing that were, were that's fun, really, really good. good. I liked her the costuming. I really liked mm. in the movie. I liked that she had the um, the spine. Yeah, of the dragon the spine, mm -hmm. kind of. It, I mean, out. it looks stupid when she was just walking Sometimes around. It looks like butter knives. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but I still appreciated that she had like a tail that would like whip around yeah. and yeah. kill people. Uh, I like the the effect on the Indian witch with the forearms. I thought the sword guy was kind of yes. kick ass. Not and forearms, then, as in the front part of your arms, but four physical four arms. physical arms. arms. <laughs> yes. Correct. More than uh, three. And then Jaiman, who I'll. Um, he had like the God of War Kratos kind of yeah. swords on the chain mm. kind of thing. I'll watch that dude do anything. I don't care. I think he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and did all of the did all of the um, villains have a 
animal counterpart. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the Indian Hansu became a like a, a dragony kind of lizard um, thing, right? They had a regional legend. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like the Indian god, he had the four arms, correct? So he didn't transform anything, but that's kind of already creaturey. And then the Amazonian witch had the. He was kind of animalistic. He had a tongue that oh, came the out. Oh, tongue. That's right. Okay. He was the warlock necromancer kind of dude, mm-hmm. right. which is a shame that for I assume budget. And yeah. I would like to know what's on the cutting room floor. I, I would assume like the African witch who's really badass. Mm. She's like two scenes. Yeah. She yeah. turns into a leopard, says a couple lines and then dies. And you're like, oh, no. all right. And then you watch in the making of and they're really going into how they made her look great. And she's going, oh, I get to do this, this, this. And you're kind of like, well, we didn't see that. Mm. You know, so it's kind of, I'm assuming due to budget restraints and story that right. they cut. A lot of those lieutenant witches out due to the quickness of this. Like they didn't really yeah. cover how Mother Malkin, you know, summoned these minions. Like you know, no, she just kind of set it to the yeah, sky. Just, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> like, right. to the four winds and brings the, the four brings winds. Them, you know, here they come for the from the you know. Maybe it's come like to me, my minions. Maybe it's kind of like a come. Voldemort thing. She just kind of touches her forearm and they know. Okay. You know. So I guess that's a kind of a plot. I well, mean, then there's her sister. Uh, what they call her? Bone Lizzie. Bony Lizzie. Bony Lizzie. Which I thought was wow. That's not the greatest name. I did not realize that was her name. But uh, well, they never said it in dialogue. Right, so right. But, no, they couldn't have said it in dialogue because <laughs> we would have caught it. <laughs> well, Lauren, you had kind of cons- not, no. I'm going to go with concerns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got Alice's character, Alicia Vikander, who is half witch, who we see do absolutely nothing witchy through the movie except maybe teleport. But even then, that's kind of vague. Like she teleports like Batman does. Like one minute he's talking to her and he closes his eyes and yeah, he like blinks. Arrow. It's like arrows. Like, and yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so maybe you teleported or you just turned around a corner very quickly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I wanted to see her do some kind of magic. I mean, her mom turns into a dragon. You would assume maybe she can turn into, I don't know, a lizard or something. Well, her mom turns into a dragon. Her aunt turns into a dragon. Right. And then yeah. when like, the mom and the aunt are doing their thing and then the mom, you know, has her demise. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe now she gets powers. I- no. no, maybe nothing. it's like a full witch, or if you give yourself over to the witch deities, you get you sell your soul and you gain an animal. Got <laughs> you, it. You know? But then he doesn't have powers either, except he has the amulet and the the staff. Thing. Oh, what Tom's character, uh, Tom. Yeah, Barnes's yeah. yeah. character, Tom. Yeah. He doesn't really do anything magical per se. He uses tools. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's I, th- I think of it kind of like the Force. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like he he he's witch power sensitive, but okay. he may not do witchy things because he is also half witch. Got it. Which okay. yeah. Right. So back to the kind of the plot. That no, yeah. Goes, right? <laughs> we veered off, but we were yeah. still talking about the movie. <laughs> so Alice, <laughs> a little unusual for us. <laughs> Alice eventually runs into Tom Ward. Right. You know, there's the chemical romance kind oh. of. Like, I like them. Together, yeah, I thought was, they, they was, had that, good chemistry. Yeah, that, that works. Um, to jump to the end, they had two endings on the DVD. We, had, we got the one that's in the movie that was like whatever, and then you watch the one on the what do they call it? The alternative, alternative ending, right. and it was so much better. It was, and and I said it probably has to do with the fact that they thought, well, maybe we'll get a sequel out of this, Correct. so let's not. They didn't get the ride off into the sunset yeah. with, with the romance on the war wagon. You and that goddamn war wagon. The war wagon was amazing. So Jeff Bridges has this wagon of weaponry, like, and he just summons. It's kind of extraordinary. And then it gets destroyed in the movie, and yet at the end of the movie, it reappears magically. Magic war wagon. Magic war wagon reappears, and and then they ride off. His troll went and got it. The alternate ending is that Alice and Tom ride off into the sunset together. Yeah, you know, but the the original, the actual ending of the movie. Is just kind of almost like a cliffhanger, thinking maybe they'll move. Well, she does two. say to him in the the real ending, like "We will see each other again," kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, well, you know. But you know, uh, the only reason that Tom Ward's character comes into the movie is that Julianne Moore up front in the first twenty minutes kills Jon Snow, who right. is the previous apprentice to the dude. Right. So it's which is I I kind of like the opening scene with him fighting her like they have a nice kind of rapport going back and forth like they kind of trust each other a little bit they can tell that John Snow still doesn't like him in a weird way 
But Julian Mort screws him over real quick. So I mean, yeah. Well, master yeah. and apprentice are never. It's always a love hate relationship, yeah. right? So, but you got to learn. He's been with him for ten years. Yeah. You know, and he still isn't the master yet because he hasn't mastered the what was it, the Rowan staff was the was what Jeff Bridges carries around. Yeah, magical Rowan fire breathing. Yeah, and that was that so magic, or is it just a, like a lighter? It looked like a flamethrower, but right, I didn't but, know how he summoned it. But it, it. became yes. more of a flamethrower when What's-His-Name had it with the amulet. Like, Jeff well, yeah, Bridges, like super Jeff Bridges up, never yeah. got it to do that. No, the amulet that uh, Tom has, which was a witch's amulet, stolen from Mother Malkin by his mother when we find out she was a part of maybe their coven? coven? Sure. Yeah, kind of. Three witches, right? So, Well, I mean, it was just... It just was very... That was the part I think that really doesn't work for the movie is they maybe had more stuff with his mom that you found out that she was a part of this right. witch society at one point and then she walked away because of she didn't like what they did or she fell in love or whatever her yeah. story is. But it's kind of like we see them up in the beginning when she basically what sells her son to Jeff Bridges. Like she sold well, she, him, right? She well, knows the dad. he's special because he has these visions. Yeah, but they throw money on the table and he takes the kid. Like, that Correct. to me is you sold yeah, your child. I don't child. know if they <laughs> sold him so much as they let him be bought by the guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Strange man shows up your door, drops a sack of gold so on the table, and you're like, kid. hey, take oh, the kid. He's the seventh son of the seventh I, son. I feel that in some way, I'm like, is this a slavery transaction? Well, they didn't exactly <laughs> advertise that their kid was for sale, but when a guy showed up with a b- bucket of gold, I they were like, yeah. an option. He's yeah. just like, I'm a pig farmer. That's a big bag of gold. Yep. <laughs> well, the kid just did say, I gotta get it's out like, of this town. I have six others. Like, that was... seen before. I thought you were gonna get up and walk out of the room. When he was, like, talking to his little sister, and he was talking about how he has the visions, yeah. and, and he was just like, I don't want to be a pig farmer all my life. And you, I looked over, you were smirking so hard. I was like, oh, this is the footloose moment where she gets up and leaves. Because the only way to get to their house is on a boat across a lake. So where does this kid think he's gonna go? What does he know about the world that he can't wait to... Oh, yeah, he's going to be a pig farmer in the big city. Okay, good. <laughs> good for him. Go get it. <laughs> I forgot where I was going with this because you interrupted me. Back to the plot. I'm trying to get back there. Back to the plot. But the... Tom meets Jeff Bridges. Tom meets Jeff Bridges, right. takes him away, starts training him in the montage sequence of like, this is how you do it. I like, like the montage sequence. You know, it's classic lines like, I'm not like you. And, you know, <laughs> Jeff Bridges says, you will be. I don't I actually want your life. <laughs> he says it because he, he uses, Jeff Bridges uses this voice that he oh, creates let's for the show. put a pin in the plot this, this, and let's talk about that thrust voice. Thrust your joy. He's... All right, I love Jeff Bridges. I will sit through pretty much any movie Jeff Br- I even sat through R.I.P.D. or whatever. I'm just going to I'll just do that this. His voice in this, like, it's a choice. <laughs> but, I don't know what, choice. but I don't know what choice he made. Now, the, the director, Sergei Bonovrov, maybe they discussed it. I feel like Jeff Bridges has done this voice uh, before yeah, it's Rooster Cockburn, yes, but Thank without you. but I'm without like, the I, like I um, kept trying to think of it, the midwestern like, twang. Yes, well, he's got the medieval twang. Yeah, you know. but it's it's so yeah. Whoa, whoa, like he starts talking, you're like, oh, yeah, we're gonna hear this for the next hour and forty it's, minutes. Oh, it's, it's, it's jarring, yes, unintelligible at some points mm-hmm. where I'm like, what? What did he say? I just I don't just know. Didn't get it. What he was going for, and I, it's the dude. I'm gonna support it, but I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Did you read the book? Did you call the author? Be like, how did you think this guy spoke like? You know, and, and this is what they came up with. Like, it just seems, it's just so. You're jarring's the best word because right. you're expecting him to sound like Jeff Bridges or something. Yeah, I mean, granted, he didn't try to put on like a false no, no English yeah. accent or anything like that. But that just yeah, right. no. okay, son. Let me teach you how to hold the rose. Yeah, like, okay, like, right, just yeah. speak a little better. And- but I, I like the montage scene, but. Something that you brought up in the movie, and I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't hear it until you mentioned it, how bad the music was in this movie. That was, yeah. Like, yeah. until you made a conscious effort to be like, oh my god, I hate the music. The music is, I just ignored it. Music is overpowering. I said, it sounds like it's the stereotypical fantasy score that you would expect. It's almost video game. Yeah, style. like so, it's so in your face that it takes you like. Now, according to Wikipedia, it. and therefore, who knows how true it is because it is on the internet, mm-hmm. and there's nothing false on the internet. That they had hired one composer, 
who dropped out. John Williams. John Williams, yes. <laughs> and then they hired Danny Elfman. No, ah. uh, whoever this European composer was dropped out due to conflict. Wrong. And then they just grabbed whoever was next on the list. Yeah. Oh. And probably was a rush job. I can imagine. It was just a lot. You know, which was, you think rush job out of a movie that took over four years right. to come but out. Even the so. mix was a bit a little, a little over the top. It was just. Yeah. It was yeah just, some of the effects were mixed in a little. Yeah, this yeah. big but classic score. Over, I think you heard most of the music in the finale, but in the montage. The because montage montages always have to have music. Yeah. That's where you know Jeff Bridges becomes Yoda at some point. It's like uh, starts imparting wisdom with his literally in a squatting position, holding a staff. You know, telling like you know. Wrong questions get wrong answers. Which is so weird. Like, <laughs> okay. you just, it's almost like someone going, like, there are no stupid questions. Right. And you're just like, yeah, there is. I work in retail. No more There's questions. a lot of stupid questions. <laughs> no more questions. Yeah. Are you open? Are you walking in the store? <laughs> then I'm then open. open. Right. <laughs> but uh, I like the, because the, you have to have action beats. And I feel sure. like, you know, they introduce the... The idea that they're... He says in dialogue in the beginning, like, now that the blood room is rising or whatever, that more monsters will kind of start coming out of the woodwork. But we don't see that except in the one scene when that giant, like, ground creature attacks them for really no reason. Like a big troll. Yeah. yeah. Like an like right. underdwelling troll or something. I thought the troll looked pretty good. Troll I mean, it was a nice eight. effect, but it comes... It, out of nowhere, like there's no setup for it other yeah. than that line of dialogue twenty to thirty minutes ago that you may not ever remember that was said. Right, and he's just like, "Oh, here we go, do 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 do." Oh, big troll, big you know. Troll. But I think they just needed an action beat, so they like, wrote run. in a troll attack. Run! Oh, look, there happens to be a cave. Oh, look, it's a tunnel that yeah. the troll can't fit through, but magically it runs through to a cliff. <laughs> and we're gonna stand on the cliff, but the troll's arm goes through the tunnel, and it's like, "Oh no, look down the cliff." Thank God there's a raft 100 feet below us in that river. Actually, it would look like a lake with a guy fishing on the raft. And then it turned into a giant waterfall. It's like, we're safe now because the trolls never like to jump into the water. And then the troll jumps in the water, which then turns into a river with a magical waterfall. To me, that that just screams... It became revenant. That that just screams to me, studio notes. Yeah. Like, I just feel like this scene was something else. And then someone was just like, here's this giant red marker, just like, no, no, no. We need action beat troll. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it is what it is. But I still don't hate it. No, yeah. but again, yeah. is, if for Dungeons and Dragons fan, that's like okay, here we go, and roll your d twenty. It's like for the best, exactly. What was it? The um, once they get, I, I thought the bear attack scene was fun when uh, uh, yeah. J- Jason Scott Lee's character. Yeah, there's a name you haven't heard in a while, right? Jason Scott Lee of Into the Dragon fame is this Siberian witch that can turn into a badass grizzly bear, and that's a big ass bear. And yeah, they the like, grizzly bear was cool. They, you know, they fight and fight and fight, but... It's the Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> but, not as, but, but better. Yeah, but better. <laughs> but I, I like this scene, but that was when we learned that, you know, that's the, um, I don't want to be a murderer, I don't want to kill people, and he's just like, I'm not like you, but you will be. And you're like, okay. And then, as you pointed out at the end of the movie... When he became him, you were like, look, it's just like he said. It's like he said. He's burning <laughs> like, yeah. burning No shit. But he also had the goodness of his mother, who you know, was the kind of the good right. witch, uh, didn't want to become you know, become the murderer. The white the witch, white I assume. Witch. And then Glenda, the good well, witch. Well, then at the end he says, you know, you know, don't worry about the rules, make your own rules kind of thing. So there's kind of that whole thing at the end where maybe it's okay that he doesn't want to kill everything. So it rounds it out quite nicely. I always think it's funny in fantasy films like this and other... I don't think of a fantasy film. Where it's so... The the world that we have entered in first is the Dungeons and Dragons world. And then you find out through the course of the plot or whatever that there's this... There's religion. And how the religious people are like, oh, we can't deal with this. Colin... The witch people, you know, and they come in and then they just, they don't want to have anything to do with them. They're like, oh, they're blasphemers, you know, mm-hmm. and it's always kind of very like, oh, really? That too? Right. All right, cool. Like, it, it, it always makes me laugh in movies where like the religious people are like, we don't believe in such supernatural nonsense. You have a dude that turned into a bear chained up in your basement. <laughs> you have 
physical proof right there. So giving me a lecture about... <laughs> Not to mention the fact that you just hired yeah. another guy that does the magic stuff <laughs> like, to take I, care of the one that you don't want, I, I that feel, you don't believe in. I, I want that trope to go away. Mm. Like, I just don't want it in my fantasy. Because it's like, you've set me up in a world where there's a dragon. Yeah. They did so, make it a point of yeah. a dragon to eat the priest. Oh, yeah. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I did see that. That was, like, <laughs> very good prominent. Like, okay, we're going to eat, 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 and here's the priest. Eat him. I, I, I think my favorite scene in the movie is... When the witches all attack the town, when each little witch gets their badass moment, but that's when we find out oh, what the on. hell. Um, Just to go to that, the the uh, leading up to that scene with the little dog in the town square is like, oh, and then starts running and Lauren's like, "What'd you say?" I was like, "Oh no, Timmy fell in the well." <laughs> yeah, Warn the, I mean that was Warn it. the he town, and the little girl looks up, "Daddy, what's that?" Yeah, and we've seen them all shot. this before. You see them, coming. yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Amazing, amazing. Although I will awesome. say that awesome. when I first saw in that scene, when I first saw the forearm guy, I was like, my initial reaction was, "This is not going to be good." Right. And then I, when they showed him fight, all of a sudden my favorite. Well, because he was badass. He was he, so badass. Yeah, that was done really well. I I think it's if Julianne Moore didn't have that stupid tail, I don't think she would have been as awesome. Hmm. Like you they would have had to make her actually do some physical fighting. Like, they really do depend on her just standing there in her feather bone dress, right, looking bone. awesome. Right. Oh, true. And then here's this effect that we have her yeah. do, you know, where everybody else is very physical. Mm. She played evil pretty well. Oh, no, I, yeah, I think she's great. Which you normally don't see her do, really. Well, you mean, we watched that making of her. She was like, I've never gotten to play a witch before. Yeah. I'm like, all, all right, cool. Then there was something she wanted to do. Nice. She's going to be the bad guy in uh, Kingsman 2. Nice. She's going to oh, be the awesome. evil, whatever thing they're doing which is fun on one hand you're mm-hmm. like all oh, right, and we got you know whoever lived the, in the right. first movie is going to be in the second movie and you're like oh okay they're going to fight Julianne Moore and assassins or whatever and then you're like oh yeah you're going up against Halle Berry's CIA and you're like oh that's a damn shame <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like you're like well uh, I guess you have to take the sweet and the sour because yeah. <laughs> like, Halle is <Berry's> awful <laughs> Hit and run, Barry. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I never let anyone wow, forget that. <laughs> but I like that scene where, although we get to see the witches get their moment, but that's also when we get to find out that uh, Jimon is like a giant dragon with like nine arms. Because <laughs> before then, you're kind of like, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah, he was like a lizard dragon because he didn't really fly, but he had lots of legs. And- but then the movie, I think, this is one hindrance, I, I think, and it kind of falls into a, a fantasy trope, though, is we have stopped the witches for the moment. They have taken something from us. That's when she steals the the necklace. The and we're like, stone. right. And then we're at the, well, I guess we'll meander until we find a way to get to the end movie scene. Right. Like, we have no, and that was where you were like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, do they, where's what are they going at this point? And I, I, I do feel that it's kind of like, yeah. Well, the whole town is getting, you know. Well, they're not aware of the town. I, I yeah, get, I, yeah, but they're supposed to be the saviors, and they're standing on a top of a hill having a drink while yeah. the whole town is in flames. And then he finds out his mom dies through the force. <laughs> you know, like she appears to be in a vision. Yeah, <laughs> the whole falling into literally landing yeah. on I've the gone, only. What'd she say? I've gone on to another Maybe. world. I yeah, like, I, I'm with you. He yes. lands on the only shelf in this Cliff. large crevasse. Yeah, he's just like oh, and then there's the little what's the thing called? The troll, the Rowan staff. Oh, the staff right next, next to, him. to him, just with an arm's reach. Right. Yeah, okay. And then, the and then he peers over the cliff, <laughs> and Tusk is hanging by a thread, like. And he's like, oh, Tusk, you're there. Here. Oh, look, you're just within reach of my rowing staff. Yeah. Grab hold and let's go save the world. <laughs> Me and you, kid. Uh, and, and then, and, and, I kind of want to do a drinking game <laughs> where every time you lose Tusk and find Tusk, you have to take a drink. Yeah. That was the third time. At least. Like, yeah, he at was, least. Yeah, that, that troll orc thing gets knocked about a bunch. Yeah. <sighs> but his prosthetics looked great. Oh, Like, yeah. it was the... I liked it in the making of you found that it was the old school, like, here's yeah. a mask with electronics right. and a dude in the corner with a remote control. Two guys, yeah. yeah doing the... Doing the, the Remind me of the old... Um, the Jim Henson doing the Teenage Ninja Turtles back in the 80s where you can, like, poke it because you yeah. know it's there. 
where now it you know, practical you can't. effects yeah. as opposed to the the anti circus guy in a green suit, which looks fine when it's done great. I could use you have a, a huge budget. I could use a combination of both. You know, you know, before Marvel got what they are now. Right. I remember when I sat through the first Iron Man panel, which wasn't even in like at a. I think it was like Thursday at one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> There's this guy coming in named John Favreau. He's going to talk about this movie he's doing called Iron Man. Like no right. one was fucking there. Downey, no, no one. And they had like it was a thirty minute panel. And Downey's just like, or not Downey, uh, someone was just like, are you going to be relying on CG? And Favreau was like, well, yeah, because we make movies. But he goes, I like to really have a mix. He goes, if you saw my previous film, Zathura, I like to use a mix of CG and blah, 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 blah. And then you watch the first Iron it's very heavily practical with Mm. CG. And then it became... The billion dollar franchise that yeah. it is, and now I don't even know if Robert Denny Jr. is on set. <laughs> you know, well, he's, you're like, he's literally a close up on his yeah. face yeah. for an hour. They get all of his lines, probably doing his house. <laughs> that would be amazing. Little green box pops his head in. Like, I, assu- I assume he lives in Malibu because they all do. You just go to Malibu on a weekend and, like, say these. I mean, I, would, I mean, going back to, like, you know, like, you look at the Yoda of yesteryear as opposed to the, you know the Yoda later and the, the remake stuff. Like I loved the practicals. I'm okay with it. You know? Yeah, it's but just... it, but there's even fault in your what you just said because then we got practical Yoda in episode one, and you're like, what what is that? Did, is that what the is what that is this the, episode one you speak of? But, <laughs> remember that it happened for just a moment. But like you saw that puppet, you're like, so is that the one that didn't make the cut? In 83, and you're yeah. just like, well, we'll just use it here because we don't need to make a new one. Just dust it off. It was almost like they were like, well, it's been 30 years. Yoda can't look the same. Make him younger. Give him more hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, he's 800. How right. much different is he going to look? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I but I thought the final battle was fun. You know, it's, I, yeah, I guess, it's yeah. fine. Sure, I do think they did a really good job of the creature to person, person to creature transformations. Yeah. Oh, the morphing. The morphing yeah. was great. Absolutely. Yeah, it that's is where the she money first went. lands yeah. as a dragon and like walks up the steps and transforms into yeah, Julianne Moore. I was like, yep. Yeah, I, it's it's the what I do find is interesting is there is no final battle between the villain and the hero. Like it's really the two sisters go at it. And they kill each other. Yeah, good point. And then, like, you it's know, kind of she's, fro- she's it's, dying it's already. It's frozen-esque yeah. in that way. Frozen-esque in that way. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Anna and Elsa just decided to go at it. Mm-hmm. And they both died. Correct. <laughs> so that's what... I, that's and what, scene. That's what Frozen 2 is about. Frozen Correct. farewell. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know what? Summer comes, they melt. <laughs> oh, just like Olaf. <laughs> good. He finally gets his summertime. <laughs> but it, I do like that. But then, he, you know, I liked how um, after she killed her sister and Julianne Moore has her, like, last monologue about, you know, being evil and whatever, uh, she was very furiosa looking. Like, she had, like, yeah. hardcore play. She's just like... <gasps> it's like, oh, Okay. I had a good time with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll watch her read the phone book. So, I mean, I really like Julianne Moore. Overall, for me, great. Again, if you're a fan of the Dungeons & Dragons genre, it hits all the all the, all the the main points perfectly, I think. You know? it, it's weird because for entertainment. The fantasy can either be really good or really bad. I kind yeah. of There's no middle. Well, I guess there is because this movie is the middle. But the Dungeons & Dragons movie... The actual one oh, from man. back in That's, what year was that? Oh, like two thousand one. Yeah. It is, it is special. <laughs> I mean, it is, you you got like Thora Birch, who was hot at the time. That's right. Jeremy Irons, who yep. is Faye Dunaway, eating each scene and set and scenery and everybody in it, like out. And you kind of watch, you're like, wow, you're Jeremy Irons. Mm. You have an Oscar. <laughs> like, yeah, but you know. So does Faye Dunaway. <laughs> but like, in in that movie is god awful. Yeah. It's almost like if I was to tell a blind person what Dungeons and Dragons was and they drew a picture. Like that's what that movie is. 
But I find that this is more kind of a Dungeons and Dragons esque movie as far as the fantasy genre. But there is no, like you said, there's no heroes. There's just the three. Uh, that's the only thing right. I would say that my my biggest flaw with this would be that they they needed maybe a little bit bigger band of heroes yeah. kind of thing as opposed to just you know for the most part it was just Jeff Bridges and and uh, Ben Barnes you know I mean they make reference and the occasional appearance of Tusk I yeah because he, he disappeared and come back and and, and and they make reference in the 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 montage scene that yeah. there used to be tons of these superpower paladins walking around Correct. like stopping seven people sons seven sons. like when there's a thousand of them yeah like maybe when the most evil witch of all comes back mm-hmm. that Maybe the other paladins that have retired come out of the woodwork to help fight or something. There you they go. could have had like, like a, at least two more or something. Would have been great to kind of you know fill out the... a, a better Dungeons and Dragons movie is actually Conan the Destroyer, the second one, because it's like the barbarian, the Amazonian, the wizard, the the cleric. They all go yeah. on a mission to save the princess from the horn demon, and then they fight off Ursa from Superman right. two. Like that's a better Dungeons and Dragons. That would hold up. Oh no, it's awful, but it's great. You know, (laughs) Grace Jones running around beating up on Schwarzenegger. Come on, that's. that's, I forgot about that. But but Conan the Barbarian still holds up. I think. Yeah, that's a a fun one. A little slow. Yeah, but but it always was better music. That's a great goddamn score. (laughs) (laughs) That's an epic score. You put you put that on when you like you know getting ready. Yeah, I don't know what to do what, know, but get ready. when you setting up the D and D table, <laughs> I feel like well, all these movies kind of live in the shadow of Lord of the Rings. You know, the, the big epic with the billions of dollars behind. Yeah, it to make I, and, that's and the thing. I think really is what it is. If you don't have like a budget of two hundred million, yeah. your fantasy movie is kind of meh, right? Because you can't have a dragon that doesn't look good. Right. And you know Jeff Bridges wasn't getting paid his normal salary for this. Right. But then again, the dude doesn't look like he would take tons and tons of money for yeah. movies in we general. Were saying this yeah. was, he took this because it was something different. It was being shot in a yeah. place in the world where he wanted to I'm go sure to they, and had never been. Yeah. He's a photographer, so on his days off, him and Julian Moore just traped around the country like... Hey, let's go. Yeah, I mean they're modern. both Oscar winners. I'm sure they have Correct. a budget met in their, Correct. you know, their what do you call yeah. it, premium? They're, they're, no, I doubt that they got their twenty million dollar kind of yeah. big money. This salary. isn't Tron, yeah, where you know rate. he they was didn't off. Make their rate. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah they make your rate. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all premium. Premium. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> they're per diem per I mean, day. Maybe as because uh, I'm a big fan of the genre. I mean, maybe as as you know, the technology is as advanced and it's easier to do the CGI kind of stuff that. That maybe these movies will 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 make a, a, a nice comeback, and on the backs of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, you you would hope that they yeah, but even The Hobbit and, and with you know yeah. uh, Game of Thrones being as popular as it is, and you know maybe it's time to start moving away from the million superhero movies that we have and coming back around to you know revisiting genres that we haven't seen in a while. Of course, right now superheroes are, are going to dominate at least for what the next decade. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, space we, epics as well. So. It's kind of like yeah, but even the space epics of kind of not well, we're we're I mean, charging but, into Star Wars. No, but I mean charging like, back into other uh, than uh, like Star Trek. Yeah, but those Trek, are always there, but I mean well, okay. Galactica. Trek is it? You need to stop Stop that. You That's know. not going to happen. Where's my firefly? <laughs> you know? Oh, Jesus. It's, I just want you know to get a brown coat. It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> It'll never be dead. It'll no, long live It's in my dead. Heart. Castle got renewed. It's dead. Again? <laughs> yeah. Season 20. <laughs> Nobody watches it. Who watches Castle? Sorry, I watched Nathan. the first two seasons. And, well, everyone watched the first Three or then four. I, then I was out. I mean, I still watch it, but Maybe I'm a sucker. Do you? I'm a sucker for a procedural. What is it? Season nine? It's Seriously. Season seven. Seven. seven? Wow. I like a procedural. Someone dies, Gosh. and two people with a cute meat scene have to do something to solve the crime. <laughs> <laughs> I watch 15 seasons of CSI. It is oh, the same goddamn negative. thing every, every episode. But you know what? Every episode, I enjoyed hearing whatever hip new song was at the time that was awesome that they had to solve the crime with. <laughs> the awesome lighting that will never be in a police station. That's my... Oh, look, all of those procedurals. <laughs> I'm like, can somebody turn on a fucking light? And I Please turn and when on they do, a light. it's neon. When they, yes. do, when they do ultimately turn it on, it's like ground effects. I've it's never been hard. in a dark hospital. I've never been in a dark police station. Like, come on. Man. I love it. I love it. It's so terrible. I love it all. And I love that CSI told us that you can kill anybody with almost anything. 
Yeah, anyway. Like, they're like, oh, how did he die? Looks like a paperclip. <laughs> you're just like, oh, shit. MacGyver. They're going to find a fingerprint on that paperclip. Yes, yeah, poison or something. MacGyver. That's coming back. Can't you wait? No, it's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With uh, who's the, the kid, the, um, the kid that plays Havoc in they're the X-Men movies. They're doing a Baywatch movie and MacGyver's coming oh, back. Oh, Baywatch has already got my money. Dude, it's The Rock. <sighs> Dude, it's the there rock. Was, man. There was a picture of him in, a, in his suit and David Hasselhoff. Yeah, David Hasselhoff doesn't David need Hoff because he changed yeah, his name. Well, uh, look, I told you last week that I finally got around to watching San Andreas. I will watch The Rock punch all sorts of natural disasters for all day long. I can't. <laughs> I do enjoy his work. You know, it's, if, if you're not watching Ballers. I don't care if you're a sports fan. You, watch it for oh, him. Okay. That's true. Ballers is awesome. It's I, worth it. the, the Rock is a movie star. It like in, really in the is. sense that we haven't had one in a while, like right. Tom Cruise or something. I think, you, you know? I think you're like, right. There's a shot. The, the whole opening movie, they have to go save some chick on a car ride, right? So the kid from Arrow, the the pretty one. Abercrombie. Abercrombie, right? Yeah. So he's he has this Red one Arrow? scene, yeah. yeah. Red Arrow. So he's Arsenal. He's got one scene, and they're dealing with him and another actor, and they're not even sh- like you know the rocks there, yeah. But they haven't shown him. And then when like, they get into trouble, and then like, or the kid just like, isn't that right, boss? And they do like a, a it's a push up, and it's, it's a zoom in, and the rock turns around, and the fucking lens flare behind his <laughs> eye comes out and he smiles he goes you got right and I was like oh yeah, shit you are the man. new Tom Cruise you can do anything punch punch a, punch a typhoon next because <laughs> like, he, he fought credit. an earthquake and a tsunami in that movie he is he has developed into a pretty good actor I enjoy his stuff I he's, really do I, I'll watch yeah. that dude do anything I was very skeptical when he first came out yeah. like, come on man he's a wrestler nope he's an actor but he's fine actor. yeah he's good <laughs> Yeah, he's got a good screen presence. But nah, I'll see Baywatch. You kidding? Him? Really? Yeah, dude. And Efron? Yeah, that movie's funny. That's already classic. Because, right? you know, classic, that's subjective. If they do it the 21 it, Jump Street style, you have to. Oh, they have to. Oh, is fantastic. that how they're doing it? I think so. They you have to. They can't do it straight. They can't do it straight. They're in on their own joke, then that yeah. could be absolutely awesome. I mean, you awesome. S- how else? Who's directing, do you know? I don't remember, mm-hmm. but how else could that show have stayed on? Right. Right. For that long. To be like the number one show in the world. You're like, why? Right. They. Did you remember Baywatch Nights? No. I only watched the first few seasons of Baywatch and then I stopped. As we wrap up, I will let your brain explode with this little notion. <laughs> Baywatch Nights lasted a season. At the end of like the Baywatch run, they weren't like sure what was going on with it. So they were like, well, let's do an adult like nighttime version. So they did Baywatch Nights where Hasselhoff would go into the city. <laughs> Supernatural crimes. You're kidding. Nope. So did but, he did he wear his bathing suit? Nope. He wore jeans and a leather jacket by night. So he between bathing he suit by day. Baywatch Night Rider? Kind of. Yeah, but it was, oh, he no. was like a PI. Well, that'd be great. Kid showed up. The big, it, I urge people to go to YouTube and watch no, the opening if you can. Like, it was him walking an alley with fog. Like, he'd be like, he'd be like, uh, do, 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 What was he finding? Like, witches just, and warlocks no, just, charmed you, in, I mean. You never really knew. It was just things were afoot in whatever Baywatch city they were in. I assume L.A. Cause, Sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't know how we got all the way to there from Seventh Son. Did you hear his recent statement? Because he's on the set of Baywatch now he's, that he, yeah. people are, he's talking again. And they're like, he's he says he thinks it's time to revisit Knight Rider one more time. I was like, they did. You were in it. And it was canceled. <laughs> 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 like, it was horrible. He's irrelevant and nobody wants to work with him anymore. Yeah. Sorry, Hoff. Side note. First American to sing on the Berlin Wall when the sand came down. Okay. <laughs> they love him in Germany. A little history tidbit there. Oh, I'm scared. So, know. fantasy films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this movie kind of a lot. It yeah. has flaws, and they're glaring in the face. But it has dragons, so I forgive a lot of things because I like dragons. Lauren seemed very indecisive whether she couldn't decide if she liked it or not. Well, no, and and as we were talking before we started podcasting, I realized that I I do like the story. I thought the villains were awesome. I think my biggest 
the, what took me out of it the most was, I think, the lack of budget. I think the score and and everything else was a little yeah. little undone. But but other than that, a little bit more money or using of the money a little bit better. I love it. I do like it. But having having <laughs> no, because it doesn't. It, has, it, has, it has the weapons. It has the people. It has the trolls. It has the stuff. Yes. But right. a couple of times, I you know the lighting or the the score. Did or, you feel that it having just experienced your first D and D games that it enhanced kind of your your feeling for the movie, you know, like, oh, I get it now. Because that's really what it was. It was a and d story. It was all about, you know, an adventure and going through and tackling, you know, and fighting. I mean, he didn't have his uh, own dice, but he did pretty no, good. No, and yeah. he should have rolled for perception a couple more times. I feel like, like <laughs> yeah. the, whatever that zombie thing was at the beginning, his first test, like, he shouldn't have done any of those things. No, he failed. He failed. But yeah. other than that, I, I think it was a solid story. He rolled a lot of ones. He did roll a lot of ones. <laughs> no, but I, I liked it. I, I wish it would have been a little bit more technically executed. So. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, say that about our D and D games. Well, I am whoa. amazingly proficient. Yeah, you tripped over sand and summoned a giant scorpion that stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> well, All right. Well, you can tune into our next podcast, D and D issues, where we recount the stupid things that happened. Um, uh, that is us for this week. Uh, we will hopefully be back in two weeks. Uh, I am, of course, Leland, here with Don and his lovely wife, Lauren. You may find us on pixelatedgeek.com, the Facebook, the Twitter, all of that. So any final thoughts of uh, the seventh son of the seventh son D&D adventure? Get it. See it. Uh-oh, Get the okay. Blu-ray. The, 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 actually, the behind the scenes are actually quite good as well. Yeah, that's fair. No, nothing. I'm all good. <laughs> Up tapped out. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Have a good week. <laughs>